Hello and welcome to the 34th episode of the Powder Cake Podcast. The show that loses two games to tilt, but then reverse sweeps it and takes the win. Oh, that didn't happen in the CLG game, did it? It wasn't a reverse sweep. So it didn't happen in the CLG game. It happened in SKT v KT in Korea. Um, as some people were betting that KT would finally have their victory over SKT after having a really good record against them. They, um, no, KT uh, won the first two games. And then completely choked on SKT. SKT oh, won 3-2. Wow. wow. So they're, SKT looking pretty scary. Because by right all now. respects, SKT have been falling off a bit. They've been losing a lot of games. They're not number one in Korea at the moment, are they? Well, they basically... Who do they need to be? I think they're playing, they're playing Longju next. And if they beat Longju... I think they have already qualified for Worlds. I don't know if they get the number one I think KT seed. were number one. Yeah, I think KT were number one seed going into playoffs. And then SKT have beaten them after beating... Um, destroying Samsung as well. Yeah, we should probably mention what the show topic is. Okay, yeah, guys, before we uh, we head right back into that spicy pre-show action, um, (laughs) today's episode is going to be talking about how you can master any champion, um, specifically through the use of stuff like replays um, and kind of working on improving your own play. So, um, yeah, so if you want to skip our spicy pre-show discussion, uh, you can... Click or whatever you can you can move to the there'll be timestamp in the description. So yeah, and just just to, just to clarify because we get messages every episode. There is a timestamp in the description, guys. Yeah. If you want to listen to the main topic which we've described uh, for how to master your champion, timestamp yeah. in the description. Skip that time. What we're doing now is what we call a pre-show, and that's just talking about kind of topical stuff going in the league. If you don't want to hear that, skip on over. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so to go back actually, yeah, there was a funny post on um, Reddit that was like, I don't, I don't remember the statistic, but it was like KT have been have lost seven out of eleven um, games that would have put them into worlds oh my to God. SKT. So it's just I like, don't know how oh. much as a, as a KT fan you'd ha- hate SKT. Yeah. Even um, I listened to that podcast, The Dive, which is all the NA casters, mm. and Jat had a bet with Kobe, and Jat bet that KT would win, Kobe bet that SKT would win, and the loser would wear a anime body pillow with arms <laughs> arm holes cut out in the next episode of The Dive because they video it as well like we used to. Oh, they, they got the idea from us um, probably did it yeah uh, so yeah and then obviously so Jat was watching and there were two I was like oh you're gonna win and then he like SKT just won three after yes. that he got one game back he was like okay it's over SKT have won because KD's mentality is completely shattered there's such a yeah like I don't know there's something about reverse sweeps where once just like starts, just that, once the they're 2-2 two, two, it's just like yeah, yeah it's just the momentum is so hard to come back Baker from. had like a flame horizon like a mid lane flame horizon like 100 CS ahead and like at like 22 minutes or something in like Jesus. one of the games I wonder what the statistics are of one team winning two games the next the other team winning two games and then the original team coming back and winning yeah, the last yeah. game I wonder what like just I remember like, it happening a while ago it really doesn't happen very often usually if a team gets two back mm. the team is just completely so mentally fucked up I mean there are, there's not a large sample size definitely of five game sets in league at least no. um, but definitely in like even like tennis or something where the five game matches are big um I mean, this is not that relevant, but like I know Roger Federer is known for being a reverse sweep king because he just breaks people's mentality. In tennis, though, I feel like people are so good at coming back from like losing because people just lose sets and just come back, and then someone yeah. could like lose like yeah, two but sets the mentality of back of, and they they always get them back randomly. Like yeah, the tennis people yeah. are so, like solid though. But it's more the mentality of like having such a big advantage, being so close to winning, and then like it's slowly slipping away. Yeah. It's not so much as like obviously you're as close to winning when it's two one as you are when it's two two or yeah. as you are when it's two zero. You still just need to win one set, but it's like. Oh, like they're slowly coming back yeah. up. It's I always just feel like in tennis, like people do really well at like get coming back or like not falling apart when they lose the games. Mm. Can't ride a golf where people seem to fall apart all the time. The most recent final in Wimbledon tennis, the guy just fell apart. The guy who's Federer just Fetter. destroyed him. It was Federer versus another guy, yeah, and he just fell apart. He was crying in like the first second. Yeah. He just he got like six one. Six, and Federer's like 60. ninety years old now. He just keeps destroying. There's like no yeah, young thir- tennis players. He's thirty six, thirty four. Like it's ridiculous. He's just destroying everyone still. Yeah. Like same with Nadal. Nadal's thirty. Like they're all just. They can't produce any more good young tennis players. They're all, I, all the it, old guys. Are just yeah, it, it is kind of bizarre. Like you feel yeah. like just that particular generation. Like like again, even Djokovic and uh, yeah. the other yeah, Annie the Murray now is number Murray. one. I think they're all like so much older. Like even Annie Murray, who was yeah. like really young on the scene, is now like almost thirty. Um, a bit bizarre. But anyway, let me move back away from tennis. Yeah, uh, other stuff uh, that happens with real sports compared is. Um, did you hear about the Vasily story? No. So do you remember the guy Vasily? He used to be in an ALCS and then he carry. Bit of a tilt lord. He's a flame and solo queue and stuff. He's Chinese, I think. No. But I think he's currently in the Chinese league. What team was he playing for? 
oh, I don't remember. He's one of the smaller the silly. teams. He sounds remember, he was on that team where there was like a bunch of like, was it, there were a bunch of import players. I think there was a few Koreans and a few Chinese people on. LMQ or something? I might have actually known LMQ. LMQ were like ages ago though. Yeah, this was ages ago. He was in the NALCS. Anyway, hmm. he's in Korea. He's in uh, China and he, I'll just read the headline. Well, uh, was that the team where their mid laner got, Zhao Zhao, 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 Zhao yeah. got banned for yeah, 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 boosting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So anyway, uh, this is the headline with Vasily what he's up to nowadays. Newbie player Vasily vows abstinence after saying, quote, indulging in sensual pleasures, unquote, hurt his League of Legends performance. So Vasily, his uh, play has been dropping off. People have been wondering, maybe, why? Why, why Vasily? You seem not to be performing as well as usual. All these unwashed nerds look up to him. Vasily, who's this good-looking, completely ripped Asian guy, looks down at them and responds, I've just been fucking too much. Um, he's just been... In, not even he's indulging in sensual pleasures. <laughs> Maybe that's the translation. It could be. If so, Chinese is a beautiful language. Well, we talked about that before. Faker yeah. said the same, didn't he? Faker said he would never fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He just I would never do such a thing. League of Legends. I would never break. I would <laughs> the code I have created. <laughs> the League of Legends code. I mean, yeah, is, he said like it is in the summoner's code like, after all. But that was about like spending time with a girlfriend. This is silly. Just like. It's clear there's like no one woman here. It's just like he just chooses from among a pack of like fangirls and followers. That's like that's like the like late nineteenth century where like soldiers were encouraged like not to because it like weakened their heart and like made them wobbly of the leg. But uh, there is uh, in football, as I was saying, kind of comparing things to real sports today. Who's um, the player? Real Mar- Mario Icardi. Yeah, 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 physical sports maybe. Mm. Icardi, the uh, striker for Inter Milan, the Italian team, he had to. He was having too much sex with his girlfriend. He was like this, like famous model that he was told by like his physio that he had to stop because he was like becoming like weaker in games and stuff. Jesus. Pep Guardiola, the new manager of Manchester City, the famous manager of uh, Barcelona back in the early or late of last decade, um, stopped his players from having sex in like four games. Um, he banned. He stopped. He banned How exactly do you enforce that? Very, very Puts on a chastity belt. You know, that's a very good question. I don't think anyone on. asked whether Guardiola was kind of like sneaking into uh, the kind of bedrooms of players. Well, I'd say it was more them. don't, and if I find out, you're going to. The headline was that he had banned them. So, I mean, that implies some sort of censor. Censure. If, uh, Temporarily removes their ability to have. Uh, so that's, so that's, uh, that's, that's a history of sport and how sport people. That's odd. <laughs> but very happens in League of Legends as well, despite not being a particularly physically intense uh, sport. And Vasily has been impacted by his indulgence in the sexual pleasures. Yeah, so it's one of my favorite. Yeah. That was about two weeks ago. We haven't recorded in two weeks. Uh, Owen was on holidays. Was on holiday in Italy. Italy. Enjoying the sun. Yes. The lack of internet coverage. I was here um, playing League of Legends. Owen was in the sun. Yep. That's about pretty much how it Yeah, so that's why we haven't been here for about 12 days. Um, Andrew's been playing a lot of League of Legends, though. So <laughs> listen to Andrew's voice for the voice um, of reason. I guess we've got to talk about the CLG series. So um, Yeah. I was live-tweeting it on our Twitter. Um, really? No one interrupted Didn't tell me. Any of the live-tweets. <laughs> that's because we've got like 20 followers. Well. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good series. Well, it was really depressing with the first like three games. So to bring it out. So CLG won game one. Barely. They, they, they first picked Zach. And they basically they said they're giving what's his name? They're picking up giving Armaga this new rookie Zach. He's like real, and Zach is just so fucking bad early game. And so like, and um, Envy's best player is their jungler. Who's their jungler again? What's his name again? He's got some like one of these flipping names. It's like one or two syllables, but he's he's very good. At, he, he's also yeah. like he's basically their their coach as well. And I can't remember, I can't remember his name, but he's essentially their coach and their player. So he's like really important and he's really good. And so basically he's invading him the whole time. It's not because he's playing Zach and they're losing early games. So just kind of, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then they burst into team fights at scale and win that game. Okay, we mm. barely won the game. Game two, they first pick Zach again and they just get destroyed. Game three, they get destroyed again. They don't pick Zach. They pick like Gragas and they get destroyed. So now they're 2-1 down against Envy. The team they're supposed to be destroying with a sixth place seed or something. Yeah. And then they manage to pull it back and they win the last two games. Well, since you're fourth now, I think third. Um, well, since you're definitely one of those... And Envy were kind of the... There's always one or two teams in the playoffs that are like, excuse me, kind of like pointless. Just like, what are they doing there? And yeah. Envy was one of them. Except they played really well this series, but I'm yeah. not sure if that was just CLG being bad because like Afromu was complete poison. He was so bad. Sticks and Afro got like beaten by like 50 CS like every game, 
and like getting killed 2v2 and just they were so bad. I didn't see the games. I saw the first game stats though and 6 seemed to be doing pretty well in a couple of the games. And it's Tristana. If you look at their laning phase, you kind of, once they won the games, there's a team fights they won. If you look at the games they lost, like, and every single laning phase, they got absolutely destroyed mm. um, by the MB bot lane. Um, and Omar God was like, he's okay. He's not that good. Yeah. Uh, the two solo laners played out of their minds, who he was just ridiculous all series. And Darshan had a really good series as well. Even with, oh, he played uh, Valkos in one of the games. They played two games. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Valkos is really good. Literally, they, they spend like five bands on Huhi, everyone. They, no, not five. They only have five bands. They spent like seriously four bands on Huey like game one, like three bands on Huey game two, like four bands on Huey game yeah. three. They, you can't ban him out. He's got so many champions. Yeah. He's such a ridiculously deep champion tool. Every time they kept trying to ban him out, he just picked something ridiculous. Brilliant Souls is perma banned or something. He's just yeah, always. Yeah, Brilliant Souls banned five games out of five games. Mm. They don't even know if he plays it anymore. If, you know, if they play it in his meta, just, they have to ban him anyway just in case yeah. they get a free game. Because every time people don't, he gets a free game. It, was, yeah, it used exactly. to be like, it's like Froggen and Nivea. Remember Froggen, like people used to always ban Froggen because yeah, they were like, ago, I don't yeah. even think it's good in this game, but I just don't really want to have to deal with that. And he didn't play it for like two years, and he suddenly started bringing it back, and it was like Froggen's playing it again. Yeah. But yeah, it was um, it it doesn't look great for playing. We're against Immortals now in the semifinals, and it's not looking. Uh, we're not looking too hot because I don't think Immortals were looking that strong, were they? Immortals are a very good. Squad. Were they they're second, second seed? That they're tied top with with uh, TSM. Oh. So they they've been really good. Smithy, mm. best jungler in LCS. Genuinely voted best jungle. God in LCS. damn it, yeah. Darshan. Uh, Ole easily voted best uh, AD or support in LCS. Well, no, it wasn't Darshan's fault. If any Smith actually wanted left, he wanted to yeah, leave. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to leave, which is why he was happy going. But um, and everyone wanted Dardock to leave. Um, did you see, oh, yeah, we, we tweeted about that Dardock quote where he was talking on stream about how CLG players were bad individually but good fun. Mm. Yep. Yep. So he's the worst player on the team. Someone who's easily the worst mechanically on the team that's <laughs> at least split. He's, he's uh, getting carried every Destroying game. on Liquid at the moment. Yeah, they didn't, get, they really didn't well. get relegated. Yeah. Uh, incredible twist. Yeah. All thanks relegated. to Dardoch. He was actually pretty decent for them, but I mean, that's, that's his level. We'll say that much. Yeah. He's at his level now. Good riddance. Um, <laughs> he's back on players that he can step on. So. Exactly. He can just like bully people and yeah. be mediocre. And tell people like radios. I mean, so wait, just to just to compare to the original Breaking Point team, they have the same top laner, Lorlo. Yep. Um, now they have Dardock. Otherwise, is the mid laner who's the yeah, mid laner? Yeah, used to be. No, no, no. Sorry. So Piglet's gone back to AD now. Piglet's AD. But yeah. Piglet is the same. Uh, have they gone rid of Matt or is Matt he still, still there? Yeah. So it's almost exactly the same. Who's team. the mid laner? It's Golden Blue mid. Oh, they yeah, got, so they got a new mid. They got a new mid. No, but also they've got like ten subs. So it could mm. be different people because they've got a couple. No, it's not Golden Blue. They, they were. I know, but the team they he's playing a, with. They got a Korean guy who's pretty good mid laner. But the team he's playing with is almost exactly yeah, the same much. team that he left. It's Korean not even a different. Like yeah. him returning to the org is one thing. Him returning exact to the same three players he hated. <laughs> At least they know was, what they're getting. With CLG is kind of their kind yeah. of shotters. These guys know what. Maybe happens. they've like wrapped him in like bubble wrap, so he just can't. Maybe they have him like in a. Whatever a soundproof cells so we can't communicate <laughs> with the other players. That's definitely what you want. What else happened? So, uh, Cladon also played Dig and the other playoffs. Cladon surprisingly lost through one. Mm. So, Dig have gone through to play. Can I just pause for a second and just talk about Darlock again? Like, <laughs> lots of people are talking about, like, how oh, it's such a tragedy that he can't overcome his bad mentality. You know, he's so capped skill wise. And I'm just like, I don't really care. Like, he's just Dig a horrible out. person. Yeah. Like, he's mean. Like, I, I don't really care if he doesn't succeed in the LCS. Yeah, so no, just, it's just like a, he doesn't deserve yeah. to. Yeah. Who, who likes this person? He's, he's like the worst person you... Like, all, all the bad people you've met, like, you don't want them to succeed. You don't exactly. want them to succeed. He's quite clearly a terrible person. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then the oh, you don't know, you haven't worked with him. It's like, there's no possible more evidence you could have <laughs> other than being intimately knowing this guy. This guy's a terrible person. Yeah. bombarded with evidence. Anyway, well, yeah, so Cloud and I lost to Dig. Dig have gone through to TSM. Yeah, that was, that was a... That was a surprise result. I mean, Dig they strong because they were on and off and on and off. Once they were on, there no one really knows how strong they were because when they were on, they just beat everyone when they were off. They just lost those games in a row. But yeah. then towards the end, they got really strong again. They brought in Alltech and Adrian. oh yeah, Alltech's very good. Alltech and Adrian in AD carrying support, and they started destroying people. Hmm. So yes, but that means they're just gonna probably lose to TSM, and then it'll be yeah. TSM. And then TSM will... in the final. Yeah, Immortals will destroy CLG <laughs> probably, unless yeah. CLG can somehow pull off a miracle. Uh, but the semifinals isn't terrible. Um, we'll yeah. Take it. It's better than losing again oh. in the quarters to fucking sixth place seed like last split, which I thought was happening. Which I literally just like tweeted this is such a depressing series and they managed to come back. Yeah. Uh, Orn is out. 
Yeah, the, the fire fist of beneath the, the fire, the mountain, mountain smith god, mountain smither beneath the mountains. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he's uh, we played we played a game. I with played him. loads of games against against really? Roy. No one's banning him because he's a tank. I I people ban champions if they're like a people like ban champions. an AD assassin and it's new people will ban the game no matter what. It's new for the most part as well. Yeah. So I, I usually it's a tank they just forget about it instantly. Like I don't think so, I thought we're I, 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 I do feel like Orden kind of slipped under the radar. Uh, mm. To a degree, because I, I I do feel like a lot of people just kind of haven't. We're like, oh, Orin's out. Oh, on, oh, he's out on yeah. the US. Oh, and like nobody's even really posting about him that much. Besides, like, yeah. oh, look, this is the mentality behind us designing Orin. There was a funny Anything. one that was like, guys, the worst thing about playing Orin is everyone on your team buys the upgraded item first. Yeah, the opposite, which is like really gold inefficient. It's only good <coughs> for the sixth item. Mm. <laughs> it's like the worst thing. That, that happened in, in one of the games we lost. Actually, Tristana bought it first item. She upgraded her IE. She didn't even get zero. I mean, you might as well. <laughs> you get your your hundred AD. But it's IE. like it's like four five thousand oh, yeah. gold. It's, it's essentially equal on gold for it's just gold, which you know it is gold just, just just gold yeah. vision. Whereas most things in League of Legends are yeah. way more than gold vision than that. Yeah, that was, so that's Orin. Yeah, it's a funny thing that people are just like completely focusing on that aspect of his password, despite the fact it's essentially only relevant once everyone on your team has six items. Yeah. Which is like it's like a little pretty much never thing. happens in League of Legends these yeah. days. It's like a little flavorful thing. Yeah, uh, it's like, like oh, yeah, like I guess it might be relevant in pro play, but like even then, it's like How often not does pro play go to six items. Everyone, yeah, it's like it's like not the big deal. Um, because people we like they're discovered like watch out now, there's a new late game god in town. Like, okay, new six, new everyone your team is six items god. Okay, sort of. Mm, yeah. yeah, he's actually kind of cool. He's uh, he did some, some new decent amount of damage. brittle and all that. Some brawling. Yeah, there. did you did you watch the champion spotlight? No, but I you didn't hear a freak pronounce brittle. How do you pronounce it? Brittle. Brittle? He just... He, no. He, brittle. Brittle. He just... He pronounces the T so annoyingly. I was getting so annoyed. He's like... Because he's American. He should be sounding like brittle. He well, should, maybe he, he, he was doing... It as a maybe he was going brittle. And then someone was like, Brit- you're a freak. Freak, you need to pronounce this correctly. Here's the phonetic pronunciation. Like an elf brittle. or something. He's brittle. 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 It actually pissed me off so brittle. much. He's an American. He's called brittle, man. Brittle. He's totally brittle, dude. This is That's not to criticize saying. or be mean to our American litter base. I am actually half American myself. Yes, we actually got a question on our last uh, upload, and someone was like, "Where are you guys from?" And I was oh. like, "So we're, we both live in Ireland." Um, and I was Andrew like, Owen is, is half American, half Kenyan. I am half American. <laughs> I am definitely half Kenyan. Yeah, I hope to can't make any racist jokes. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, just, just yeah. I've, I've got I've got family history in Kenya. Um, blood am, as you can see blood from, has been spilled in Kenya. as you can probably see from the videos we have uploaded <laughs> I am in fact not in any way actually Kenyan despite yeah. the fact some funny ways in his heart he's Kenyan in my heart yes I've got the Kenyan blood I speak uh, Swahili is that Kenyan language? Mimi Ataka okay so anyway I think I we're trailing to. out in terms of good <laughs> conversation well, McGregor v Mayweather <laughs> oh yeah that's what she mm. that's happening we're Irish that's esports oh, yeah, by the way, related yeah, but this, by the time this is out I'd say CLG versus uh, Immortal will actually already have happened, by the way. Yeah. So will the, everyone will already. So what's our, our call? What's our call on the series? I just said Immortal's going to destroy them three out. Three out, you think? We're going to get three out. I think they're going to forget to ban Rally and Soul one game. We're going to go three one. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. But yeah, so, uh, but it's going to be the most hard-fought, rough victory of all time, and then they're just going to crush us in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. That's our that's our optimistic CLG fan predictions. Mm. Tony, yeah, Floyd v Mayweather. Mayweather. Yes, Floyd v Mayweather. Irish um, national treasure. Conor um, Conor McGregor, McGregor. Um, I mean, you know, champion. We, I love him. He's who I want to be. Um, He's racist. Seems like a solid stand-up kind of guy. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the rest of the world loves Conor McGregor. I think Americans yeah, quite like. He's Conor what McGregor. they imagine Irish people are all like. We're all about the mad crack. And the, there was an op, there was like an op-ed piece in like was it New York Times something about Conor McGregor. And he was like. Where he came from, the dangerous streets of Crumlin. He's <laughs> like, if you ever been to Crumlin, it's not that bad. <laughs> and he was, he was like, he was from fucking like downtown Detroit. <laughs> he's like, just being shot at every day. He's like, okay, he came from Crumlin. Crumlin's okay. Yeah. It's not like bad Northside enough. Dublin is like not that bad. <laughs> really not that bad, but it's so funny describing it. And like, um, listen to like a sports podcast, and he was like, I didn't realize, I didn't, I can't say that I lived in Crumlin. I have to say that I survived Crumlin. So it's funny to see how people talk about Conor McGregor. Yeah, he's nothing yeah. like. Yeah, people love him over here, though. They actually do love him. Yeah. Um, most people emulate him as a human being. They want to be. You know, no, I mean, bad. He's just. He's I guess just pretty a, popular. He's just, he's just a racist. He's just a bit, bit unpleasant. Yeah. He's just a racist. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does listen to our podcast. So yeah, Conor, Connor, if you're out there, <laughs> good luck in the fight, dude. Knock that. Bro. He doesn't literally can't win. 
Uh, yeah. We're also, this will probably also be our That's our fight. fan prediction on the Floyd uh, Mayweather. He literally or... can't win this fight. Despite yeah. the most Irish people. He's only like seven, what was it? It's like seven to two to win or something on like all it's the Irish betting sites, which is like, no, there's like god awful odds because Mayweather is essentially guaranteed to win. Sorry, no, Mayweather is two to seven, I think. Yeah. Which means if you bet, I don't care how betting odds work. You terrible. bet seven euro, you get two. That's great because Mayweather's guaranteed to win. I know, but that's terrible if you're trying to vote for Conor McGregor to get that oh, super yeah. win. Just, just vote for just vote for Mayweather. Just, just put all your money on Mayweather because it's just yeah. that's just like guaranteed money. It's like yeah, investment. But maybe it isn't, Andy. Maybe it isn't. But maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. Okay. So it could, um, be, it could be rigged. Anyway, on that note, uh, we're discussing sports. Let's get back on to the best sport in the world: the League of Legends. League of Legends. Um, Fellow pr- sports premium people. esport. Uh, under the sun and other celestial yes. bodies. Um, all right, so we already said this episode is going to be discussing how to master a new champion, how to, how to get good at a new champion. Um, and so the first thing we theoretically think about, we really think you should do when mastering or approaching a new champion, because people always want to approach new champions. You know, people are always like, ah, oh, I'm tired of my champions. I want to learn this champion. It's fun. It's, it's a fun thing to do. It is fun to like spamming something. And Certainly, I think it's like, well, I think it's one of my most enjoyable things I do is when I just pick a brand new champion and I just learn them. Because there's like something really nice about going to something brand new and learning all the mechanics, brand new, learning all the, the gameplay patterns. Being bad at something is really fun. Uh, when I play a new game, I enjoy it because I'm just, I have no clue what's going on. There's so much to learn. And so basically what we put down here is how we think you should kind of go about it, specifically with regards to replays. Yeah, so most of it will focus around how important we think that professional replays are. And so we'll be going in depth on how to, basically how to correctly watch replays. As ridiculous as that sounds, it is actually a real thing. Um, and we'll also be talking about other stuff and how to then apply that knowledge to your own game. And also think even more other stuff like watching streams and also going specifically on things like jungle as well. Yeah, so out. first thing, you pick... Okay. Well, let's 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 use a let's use an Lulu. example. Champion. I want to learn to play Lulu top. I want to. That doesn't happen anymore, does it? Okay. What's the, what's the what's the, what's the champion people are playing? Okay. No, I want to play. I play because map. Let's top. pick a mid laner because it's nice and. I understand. Mid- okay. I'm going to play Oriana. I want to play, play Oriana. Solid mid laner. Guess what's playing LCS. Yeah. Powerful champion. Will will do me good in the long run when I when I get John Do you put hair in your chest, bit Oriana? <laughs> do you good? Okay. So first thing you want to really be doing is. Popping on off DTD. So, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, you should just practice champions, you just jump in, you should just play a lot of them. Um, and we don't think it's a bad idea. And what we're going to be doing in this episode is not necessarily giving you, like, step one, step two, step three to learning a champion. The first thing you do is you sit down and you learn their abilities. Next thing you do is you do 10 push ups and then you play <laughs> one game and then you drink a glass of super cool Kool Aid. <laughs> uh, no, we're just going to give you tools you can use. Uh, to get better at that champion. And these are things you should be doing early on. So first thing, obviously, um, off.gg is basically just, you go on off.gg, you click on leaderboards, which is in the top left or right of your screen. Um, and you'll be able to select champion, champion mastery, um, which I, they might have changed the it's name. It's like champion enthusiast. Yeah, something. whatever. And it's basically just people who are have the best, whatever, KDAs, best win rates, best number of games played. And usually they're like master or something. Yeah. So it's a super handy tool because, it, by the way, the website, if anyone, most people probably know it's op.gg, mm. just those four letters. Um, yeah, you literally go onto the leaderboards, you see a bunch of champions, you just click the champion you want. We're choosing Oriana, so we click Oriana. A bunch of names will fly down. Um, we'll just click the first one maybe. Yeah. And it'll be like, um, I don't know, what, what was it, their name? You'd be like, you'd be like, no, you'd be like, you'd be like Ball Master, because they're an Oriana player or something. Ball Master 5432. Yeah. Like, okay, what is Ball Master 5432? Oh, it's a Masters player with a 70% winner Oriana. Like, and he almost imagine if Oriana. I could, you, I, I want to become a Masters player with a 75% winner Oriana. What? I should mm. file the replay. So you, you go, and then there'll be a list of their games. And now it's a bit glitchy now, like, not all of them will have replays. So if, if Ball Master doesn't have any, you'll have to go onto like Command Killer or something. Yeah. And, see, and see kill. what they have. If, if they, so basically there'll be a list of, and you click replay and then you'll download the replay. Hmm. You click on that, you'll open it and now uh, you've got your replay open. We said we're not going to do a step-by-step process. <laughs> well, the, this, is, this part that. is the technical part. Okay, so I don't think we need to explain people how to watch the replay. But at um, this point, the replay is now open. <laughs> so you want to click run on your PC. Press the on button uh, on your Run computer. as administrator because it will say this, this file may hurt your PC. Um, no, so... Basically, crashes, send the report because Microsoft deserve your knowledge. <laughs> send the error report when it crashes. 
No, so there are some bugs with Optogee at the moment. Not all replays seem to go through, as Andrew said. Um, I think it's to do with the replay system now being released on the client officially. Uh, well, that's not very useful for watching pro game replays. Um, so yeah, basically find one of these top players. Some of these players should have replays that work. Um, and you're basically going to click, watch replay. Um, what do you do in okay, replays? So right? now, so you're going to be focusing on, I think, basically one thing at a time. So let's say we want to learn about, okay, I want, first thing I want to learn about is how to play our, main, our laning phase. So, and you're not going to skip forward through life and just watch it normal speed. Watch, what, you, what most people do is they'd watch, oh, who's a good Oriana player? I'll watch their stream and I'll just watch a game and see what they're saying and see how they play. I don't think that's correct. What you should be doing instead, really, right now, for this in-depth look at it, is you're going to be looking quite in-depth at it. So you're looking at, okay, so it's level one, Oriana's walking to her lane. Let's say she's against an Azir. So this is how this, Ori this Oriana master is playing against an Azir. Azir. <laughs> well, Azir's getting played a little bit now. <laughs> He's getting played a little bit more. Anyway, so she's going, so how is she playing level one? So now you're looking at level one, okay? <coughs> and there's a lot of things to look at when they're playing level one, okay? It doesn't sound like, oh, level one's easy. Like, every single movement she's making, how is she moving? Why is she moving back at this point? Why is she moving up at this point? Why is she auto-attacking the wave now? Hmm. Why does she want the wave to push? Because she's auto-attacking it. Oh, she's not auto-attacking at all now. This is all going to be dependent on how the other champion's moving and how Ariana's moving. And so by doing this all, you're not listening to commentary. You're not listening to what the streamer is saying, what they're doing. You're thinking the entire time, why? Why are they doing this? Why is she moving up like this? Why is she moving back like this? Why is she auto-attacking? Why is she not auto-attacking? Why did she move there? Why is she going for an aggressive trade now? Does she have a level over him? Is it because he just used an ability? Is it because she's just stronger at this level even though they're both in the same thing, even though they're in a minion wave? Like, there's, there's a lot to think about in this early learning phase stuff. Yeah, and basically, we, we've talked about this kind of thing before um, when we talked about having a game plan. And when you go into a game, like, you don't want to just walk up to the minion wave and just start autoing it, right? You don't want to just kind of not know why you're doing what you're doing. Do you want to stop? Do you want to just last hit? Do you want to push? These are things that you should know. And the way to, to know them is to kind of look at, you know, people who are really good at their champion, look what they do, and kind of both emulate and understand what they're doing and then apply that to your game. So... You can kind of break down looking at op.gg's. We kind of talked about this before we recorded the podcast um, into kind of two categories. One is basically looking at it very closely and in depth, taking notes, pausing a lot. And this is something that's really useful for like early laning phase. Um, so you're watching, let's say, whatever the champion, Oriana, we've said. Yeah. Um, you're watching Oriana versus, let's say, you just pick the first one you pick, Oriana versus Echo. Okay, you're going to go through, you're going to say, okay, Oriana versus Echo. And now you want to watch, okay, first level. Okay, first level, she's kind of, she's playing very aggressive. She's zoning echo away from CS because he can't do anything besides throw his Q at her. Oh, she baited the Q, now she's walking back a bit. The wave is pushing into her. She's going to try to freeze it towards her tower because echo can't full push the wave this early. Um, and she's kind of freezing the wave, she's trimming it a bit. Okay, now she's got level three. Now she's being slightly more passive because echo has his levels, but now she's kind of keeping the wave frozen, etc. That sort of thing. So you want to be very careful. Look at what they're doing, all these different levels, because again, replays are, I think, probably the most useful when it comes to early laning phase because they're so kind of there's so much detail to look at there in terms of positioning, mechanics, how they're playing, how they're playing the wave control, specifically with, with, with lanes. Um, and so that's kind of the specific, uh, the really specific detailed uh, method of looking at replays that you can use. And then the other one, of course, is looking at replays, as Andrew said, you don't really want to be doing uh, all the time, but you can use it, which is kind of general watching of replays, which is kind of you just watch the replay and then you can have it running in the background, you kind of watch the general thing. And that's really a good way to get or streams. Under, or streams, yeah. Which is really a good Easy way to, to get an understanding of kind of how they generally play the champion, what the champion's general play patterns are. Um, and obviously, you might take you, whatever, uh, an hour to watch one game very slowly, taking lots of details. And um, then it might take you an hour to watch two games, three games, when you're kind of fast-forwarding and moving between kind of key parts in the game just to get a general idea of what's happening. Um, and sure, you're not going to get as much detail, but it might give you a really good kind of It'll ingrain in you this kind of general understanding of the champion's play patterns. Like, when are they, what are they doing when they go for kills? How are they combining their abilities sort of thing? How are they, are they roaming often? Yes, they're roaming often. Are they, are they not roaming often? Oh, they never roam on this champion. These are things you can understand by just watching games generally. Um, but yeah, we're also saying it's really important to watch things specifically. Yeah, so for the general stuff, I think that's what most useful of that is that you're getting a high volume of games that you're watching. Mm. Uh, you're not paying as much attention. But so this stuff I like just putting on a stream in the background, finding a one trick who's a good player and just watching, having a stream watch kind of casually. And you can just do that in the background. I think that's a good thing to do alongside this kind of intensive forensic look at replays. And so like something like that, if you watch Box Box a lot, you'll have it. 
decent idea of kind of riven. He'll be talking the whole time, so you're listening to him talk. You're a bit of idea of what he's saying with different matches. Something Jack was saying, I think Box Box is like the best room. He used to be a weird yeah. player. He's become a, ridiculous with the streets. Yeah. He's really weird nowadays. But um, it's like cow sap sort of. Yeah, he's he's nice though. I like Box Box. No, Box Box's nice. He's got a real cute story about his mom and stuff. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's that, that's kind of just having a stream in the background. That's kind of, kind of it's. I think it's, they're both going to complement each other. So I do want to talk a bit more about this kind of forensic watching of streams because about watching of uh, a replay. Because mm. there's, there's a lot of very specific things to look out for. I said one thing was movement. So when the person, when this Orianna's in the lane, which way is she moving? Why is she moving up now? Why is she moving back now? I think the thing is warding. What time does she ward at? Where does she ward? So if she's, if she's pushed up level two, she probably walked up and then warded just into their Raptors camp. Cool, I know, I know it's a good time to ward. You watch another replay of this player and they, she wards a different time. It's because she's been shoved in so she can't afford to ward, ward that forward. What jungler was she against? Was it a different jungler? Why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? Warding is actually something as well that you can like. You can almost directly emulate what they're doing because junglers yeah. do take... Okay, we're going to talk about jungle, specifically watching replays of jungle in, in, in a bit, but with wards, generally what you're warding for in lanes is to look for junglers. And jungles, junglers will take... 90% of the time the same paths on specific junglers so if this person always wards whatever top bush once they've pushed once they're pushed whatever at about three four minutes you can pretty much always emulate that and it will give you vision and if you just incorporate warding into your play it's going to give you a really big advantage because you're not just warding when it's whatever useful you're playing to ward at a specific time you're playing incorporating wards into your general plan yeah and i think what that that leads into the idea of are we just saying that you're just watching this replay um, and they're just emulating everything this person does this game? Because that's ridiculous. We know the Orion is against Azir this game. Well, what if I load up a game and I'm against a Zed? That's completely different. I'm not going to... All I know is how to play against Azir. All I know is I'm just going to do everything they do and just know how to play against Azir and just know all those specific things. And that would be fair. But what you're doing is you're not just looking and trying to emulate and just like writing down what they do and that's it and stopping there with your analysis. Because the really important bit of the analysis is delving further and asking why. It's saying, why did she walk up? Why did she attack this way? Why did she ward this time? Why is she backing off? Oh, because when you think about it, oh, she backed off. You just, you, just only, you just accept, okay, I back off at this time. I walk back onto level five. No, she's doing it because the jungler was there. She's doing it because the Zed got this level or the Zed got this item. So you're seeing how she's reacting to different things in the game. And that in itself is just, it's not teaching you how to play Orianna against this one champion. It's teaching you how to play Orianna because you're finding the reasoning for doing different things. And by understanding the reasoning behind things, that then lets you apply it in a much wider array of scenarios. And you're not just watching a stream where they're explaining a couple of things they do and just hoping they explain things. Yeah. So I think commentary in streams is actually a really overrated thing. I think most a lot streamers more. don't comment. Like, uh, they, they always, they kind of, yeah, they do comment, but I think it's almost, I think it's a really bad approach because <coughs> they kind of say things they think is important and they, they don't say things they think is like, they just like play mostly unconsciously and you're kind of relying on a couple of tidbits they throw out. Yeah. When in reality, like, you're learning so much more by just not having that and purely focusing yourself and trying to figure out what, the, just the act of trying to figure out what they're doing. You're gaining so much knowledge about not only how to play this specific champion, how to master this champion. You're learning a lot about just the game in general, how, how trading works, yeah. like how warding works, how pushing works, how lanes. Just by wondering, wait, you get this a lot when you watch it, you're like, wait, why the hell did they do that? I would never have done that. Why the hell are they showing me now? You think about a phrase, like, oh, it's because of this thing, this thing. You learn a huge amount. My dog's going crazy outside. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does, yeah. No, sorry, I just interjected. Um, and we're not saying like that you should sit down, use this. We're not saying this is the first step in the mastering chapter. We're not saying the first thing you should do is sit down with your notepad, watch 50 games, really slowly write down every single thing they're saying in every different matchup, have your little encyclopedia, and then apply that to the first game you play as a champion. <laughs> we're saying this is a really important tool as you are learning the champion. So if you, if you think about your tools in terms of replays and playing are like, let's say, uh, intensive replay, we'll call it, a general replay slash stream and then playing the game itself so generally it's a good idea i think to watch maybe a replay um, or to watch a stream or to have an understanding obviously of the champion before you jump like you can jump into normal to start off with and it's not a bad idea um because often with these kind of really specific things like early levels um it's hard to know what you want to take away from the replay if you haven't played the champion yourself like as soon as you jump into a game with the champion that you've let's say seen people play like you might you might watch plenty of pro play you might watch people play Oriana all the time and pro play and you might be like oh i have a pretty good understanding of how Oriana works and then you jump into a game and you're like wait a sec what should i be pushing should i be not pushing i have no clue what to do here uh but also do it's I nothing ult- like even like, knowing the kit it's nothing there's nothing like yeah. playing the champion well uh, uh, mechanically as well. well mechanically as yeah. well um obviously we've talked about like trading and all-ins and stuff um 
like these are things you will learn in terms of mechanics like these are things you can pretty much directly emulate and by watching a large volume of kind of general streams you'll be able to see oh every time this said goes in he uses we double q and then he reactivates and then he also uses it all after this ability and you can learn those kind of play patterns very very well and um, actually when i when i get really enthusiastic about a new champion i'll often just kind of watch kind of have a lot of streams on in the background and kind of watch them very vaguely and they do help a lot they'll really improve your play and, and I, I, I think we've said that before in many different uh, podcasts how much we think watching streams watching replays is really important to just improve your play in general even if you're not looking to focus super specifically um, but using these specific replays i think are so important when you're kind of you're in the process of learning the champion because because you don't want to develop bad habits you don't want to uh, play the champion in normals for 200 games, develop all these habits, and then go into an opportunity and go, oh, I'm doing it all wrong. Oh, I have to kind of relearn the champion. You want to kind of be both incorporating uh, GG viewing, recording, um, your, maybe even looking at your own replays and comparing them to the, uh, the replays of, of better players. Because you really want to be learning the champion in the proper way. You don't want to be learning it in the wrong way and then have to relearn it all over again. Yeah. And there's kind of like... There's <coughs> like a, yeah, Excuse me. That one's sick, by the way. So there's a bit of cough. I have a bad cough. Hopefully Robin's going to play a blinder here and be able to get rid of all the coughs. A loud beep every time I cough. <laughs> Sounds like I'm swearing around like I've got Tourette's. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there's kind of a dichotomy in that. Like on one end, you don't want to be, as Owen just said, playing 200 normals and just like getting all these bad habits and not really understand the champion that well. And also, as Owen said, on the other hand, we're not asking you to delve into 50 in-depth replays before you play a game and just understand everything really in-depth. Because... That's a goal that's completely unachievable. And if you send yourself an unachievable goal, you just won't bother doing anything. If you say, well, I'm either going to look at 50 replays and analyze them all really in depth, or else I'm just never going to be able to learn this champion and it'll just like play around the normal. So you're just going to do the latter. You're not going to learn the champion properly. So yeah. just set yourself achievable goals, like one thing at a time. Stuff like so. Okay, so I want to focus on one thing at a time. So I'm going to focus on... I'm going to play a few games at normal Zoriana. Okay, so... Because there's really nothing like knowing champions kit until you play it. You can watch a million games and write... Or a million games in like LCS, and you still actually won't have a feel for how the different abilities work. And all. Just, there's something something about it you just don't really get how the abilities work, how the champion feels. So you've played a couple of normals, you've got some idea of how the champion feels. You can watch some streams and stuff to get a general idea of, oh, that combo. Oh, that's a combo that I should be using. Oh, that's kind of how they... This is how they play. Some like play patterns are unique to that champion. You get that idea. Mm. And then you look at the... And then you look at it. And you analyze... So I want to learn... So now you're going in depth. You're looking at this replay. And you're like, I want to look at the laning phase. So you're focusing on one thing. You're looking, okay, I want to learn the laning phase first. I'm not going to look at the entire game, look at three more games, look at three whole games, take notes on everything, and then just like, oh, let it all overwhelming my first game that I play in the champion after that. I'm going to look at one thing. I'm going to focus on the one thing. Because Owen is a musician. He understands how improvement works. Right, Owen? Yeah, um, I mean, this is kind of just the concept of like going slowly, not, not overextending yourself when you're trying to kind of memorize a lot of things. And again, we've already emphasized the fact that you're not memorizing here. You're not just copying their play patterns exactly. You're not memorizing every... Excuse me. <coughs> You're not just copying every movement of the champion every every time they ward, every time they use an ability. That would be kind of ridiculous. And it would look like a script, a little bot walking mm -hmm. around. Um, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, you're trying to memorize their kind of their play patterns. You're trying to memorize the mechanics they use, how they use them. You're trying to memorize the kind of general methodology they have behind whatever they're trying to accomplish in the game. Um, and obviously, it's it's hard to do that when you're just looking at the whole game, taking down all your notes, and then going, okay, now I'm in a game. Uh, what do I do? Level one to five. I have my notes here. Uh, duh. And it's hard. You can't remember that much. So I mean, in, in, when you're practicing piano, when you're trying to memorize a piece, which you often do after you've played it for a while, is often you will memorize small parts of it. So obviously, you memorize the first two bars. Um, you'll practice them over and over and over and over and over and again. Then you'll move on to the next two. Then you will combine them. And this is classic memorization. People do it for for English, for memorizing poetry, for memorizing lots of things. Um, you want just to eat an elephant, league. you eat it in small bites. Exactly. Our favorite ever exactly. maths teacher told us that one. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, God. <laughs> Good memories. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So, um, I think that is no different. Um, don't over-focus. Just, just, just focus specifically. Um, focus is called focus for a reason. Um, so, look at the laning phase. Practice the laning phase. Play some games. Focus entirely on your laning phase. Okay, now, now I have more questions. Oh, I have questions specifically about... Because again, as I said before, questions will arise as you play the game. It's good to have this kind of constant stream of kind of knowledge hitting you from kind of the play patterns. Like, like I, I can't emphasize enough how important watching general replays are. They're so important and they will improve you so much. But through watching general replays, you will get a lot. But you'll have to focus in on specific things, which you can only really do through like Opt.gg because you, cannot, you can't pause a stream 
really effectively. Um, so what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go to these games, you have to go to, and, and maybe, let's say, play a game. So I have a question about level one to six. I just don't really get what I'm doing here. I'm going to go and offer GG, and I'm not going to look through the full 40 minutes of five different games. I'm just going to look at the first five minutes, and then I'm going to go to another one, look at five minutes, look at another one, five minutes. In 30 minutes, you've looked at six games. Six games. <laughs> that math teacher is uh, oh, rolling in her um, You've looked at six games. Six uh, level one to six. Sure, they might be versus different champions, but they're going to be repetitive play patterns. If the champion is aggressive, maybe you do certain things. If the champion is defensive, maybe you do certain things. Do you beat the champion early? Do you beat champion late? These are things you'll find out by repetitively looking at replays, playing yourself, and and coordinating the two. And also you're going to learn by watching it many <coughs> replays at once. You're going to find the stuff that's applicable generally and what's applicable to specific matchups. Oh, she only does this thing when she's against this champion. Oh, she, but she does this thing every game. She wards it at every game. Oh, she only wards like this and she's against this jungler, etc., etc. And so I think matchups is an important thing for this. So that you, let's say you're a little bit on and you're, you're learning a bit and you've watched a couple of replays and you've played a bit and you're like, okay, I'm feeling good and feel like I'm improving. I've worked on my laning phase, etc. At this point, you might have a really, then you just play a game. Let's say you get play a game against uh, Yasuo and you get absolutely dumpstered. And you're like, what the hell? I just got complete. I thought I was getting better. I just got, and you look at his rank and he's only like gold three. And it's like, oh, Jesus, I got, oh no, gold three is a good rank though. Don't, don't you? <laughs> let, let's say you're, you're is it a, is it a lower rank than you are. Yeah. You're like, Jesus, this guy absolutely destroyed me. I got out completely outplayed. That's a question. Wrong? It's a question that's yeah. arisen from your game. And now, and so you're like, okay, how do I play this matchup? And so you can now, what the OPG is really useful, you can just find, you can look up via matchups and you can find Oriana v Yasuo. And like, oh, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been pushing it at all. Because you can find, if you got dumpstered by a matchup, chances are it's a tough one and one you need to play quite differently. And mm. so you'll see how they're playing, like, oh, well, I, I didn't do this at all. Oh, I didn't do it. And you can gen pretty quickly, then you can. All of a sudden, let's say you do this once, you've just forensically analyzed it. You've done to this matchup what you've done to everything else. You've learned this level, this level, this way. All of a sudden, you're really good at this matchup after being really bad at it. And you could have used that time, as Owen said, looking at this in a time perspective makes it so ridiculous and makes it look how ridiculous that we spend our time in the league when we want to improve. Yeah. You've just gained so much from this replay where you could have just jumped into another game, played against another player below your level, won that game, and not really gained much from it. Yeah. By doing this, by focusing your time like this, time efficiency for improvement is ridiculous for doing this in terms of compared to just playing games it's a lot less fun it's homework you know that's the thing that's what i was saying before about not making it too hard for yourself not trying to do too much not trying to focus on replays too much not trying to do the whole replay so much because it's, it's tough yeah. it's not it's actually not particularly enjoyable this part this is like this is the learning part whereas when you bring it into your game you're applying it yourself but this is how you improve and, and for time efficiency it's ridiculous how much more efficient it is this is than just spamming games when you start the champion yeah i mean like how many of you i mean i mean i know all of you have matchups that let's say think about your main champion take a step back <laughs> lie back for me close your eyes think about the champion you play the most think about the champion you least like playing against with that champion do you play against that champion often do you not know how to play versus that champion is it just a rough matchup most of you just won't really be able to win the matchup because you don't really know how you can. I mean, if you look at any challenger, whatever player, they will be able to win any matchup with their chosen champion against anyone who's lower level. Like, like anyone who's like, whatever, diamond, platinum, silver, bronze, gold, whatever. They'll just be able to beat anyone because they just know the limits of the champion so well. So what you're not going to do is you're going to go on OptiGG and you're going to watch five games. You can literally choose the matchup in OptiGG. You're going to look at five games of top players playing that matchup. I'm going to look at the laning phase. You're going to see what do they do? What do they do? How do they get past that laning phase? How do they win that laning phase? They're going to be versus challenger players. So it's going to be harder for them, and they're still going to manage to, to do decently in it, I assume. How are you going to do it? So, so like, like it, 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 it's like, it's not that hard to just improve aspects of your game, but everyone has aspects of their gameplay that they know are weak, and they kind of try to avoid, try to ignore. This is something that you can almost apply not even just to kind of mastering a new champion, but just to mastering any champion you already have. Like, I know it's like, champions that I play, like Zed and stuff, I really despise playing as champions like Vladimir. And he's a rough matchup for Zed, but I just don't look at enough resources of Vladimir versus Zed matchups, because I just don't like it. I just don't want to deal with it. Um, and so I avoid, I dodge or whatever, I ask to swap if I get matched against a Vladimir. But in reality, I could just look at, whatever, five matches of, 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 of that matchup, just the level one to six, see what they do, see how they win the matchup, see if they don't, do they roam, do they not? And then I'll just feel way more confident going to my next game. I won't be, I won't be like dreading it. Um, you look forward like, to you, like, oh, Vladimir, I yeah. can apply the things I do. And it's so easy just to like, like it's like, it's like patchwork, the, the looking at specific aspects of replays. It's like, it's like patching up weak points in your gameplay. Like you're just like, 
putting a plaster on it, that one's fixed. Oh no, there's water's coming in another one now. The water of low elo is, <laughs> is running up, patch it up as well. And you can turn them into strong points. That's yeah. the thing, I, I used to have uh, Victor Viasur, I wasn't able to play Victor Viasur. Hmm. And then, this actually didn't mean another thing. And then what, what I did was that I looked up some Victor Viasur rebuys, like, oh, okay. This was ages ago, back when both those champions were really meta. Yeah. And I learned, I was like, oh, this, it's because he's a really popular matchup. And I was like, oh, and then, and then I played against Owen a few times. Owen played a zero, I played Victor. One v one to the front is a great one. Yeah, so that's, yeah. So, and then I eventually, like, all of a sudden that became a really strong matchup. I knew, oh, I'm just shoving this up and taking this ability. I still beat you all the time, but. Uh, yeah, ah, not in Victory this <laughs> year. <laughs> and most of the things. Um, and, then, and then all of a sudden it became a strong matchup. So that can, another thing is one v one to the front. So you've got a friend that plays that champion and to a decent level, and that's the matchup you want to learn. You look at, you look at how the matchup, and then you can just really focus on that by just playing 1v1s because they're quick as hell. Hmm. And uh, so this is one really useful And don't thing. be competitive do about it. Don't be like, oh, yeah, lol, I don't want to play this magic game. Like, oh, like, so just go, here, will you sit down with me? Will you just take 10 minutes, 15 minutes of your game, of your, of your time, and just play this matchup out? Like, we can play the first blood, but then often that leads to people being super cheesy. Can we just play the laning phase as you sort of would? Obviously, it's not like a perfect simulation because there's no jungler. You know, obviously you can be more aggressive, you can be less aggressive, you can take TP, you can just farm. Um, but just see what you do. And just do it, whatever, five times. So you see how it plays out, see if you win, see if you're going to get better at it. I mean, you might just get better against playing as your friend, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you. It's going to be another like, tool. Compare, compare that to how long playing, the, playing just normal <coughs> games would it take you to play five laning phases against it. You have to match up against that champion five times mm. and play the entire game. That would take you weeks. And all of a sudden you've done, you've hashed it out in an hour or something. Yeah, and that was the way we used to warm up actually, because like obviously laning phase is a great way to warm up because you're getting the minions, you're getting the CS, you're trying to trade, whatever. Yeah. Um, we just played like two, three, one v ones. Probably should, yeah. We just played two, three, one v ones and just kind of warm yourself up, get you focused on, get your focus right, and then you jump into a ranked game. You don't have to spend forty minutes, thirty minutes, twenty five minutes in a normal game, kind of going through lots of stuff. Which after whatever half of it, you're pretty warmed up. Right? Yeah, you don't really care anymore. Another thing um, is that it sounds daunting to say, like, watch five replays. And I think that could be a little bit tough to do, like, five replays looking at. Mm. I usually would have done, like, a few. Um, but what happens is that they will get quicker the more you do. So if you've looked at um, one replay and you've looked, you, the very first one you watch, you're pausing each part. You're like, oh, why did she move back? Oh, why is she doing this? Why is she moving up? Second replay, a couple of things you've already learned. Like, oh, I know why she's doing this. I know she's doing that. I know she's doing that. Third way, you're even more. You're fast-forwarding through more things. You're skipping through more things. You know more things. You're focusing much more on minute details and things that are novel to that game, mm. and so for more novel things. And so it will get quicker the more you watch them. Um, another quick thing is that you might be wondering why we're saying why we keep saying about replays and not even just like Twitch vods. Uh, replays are generally just much easier to focus navigate. On, navigate, focus on much smaller parts. Like you can do slow, you can do extreme slow motion. That's really useful. Um, a lot it's, it's a lot more easy to go into the real advanced it's obviously higher quality as well it's just it's your source basically your 1080p on your screen yeah. generally I just would use replays for these things there are a few more things as well that I didn't mention in terms of other things to watch out with for like laning phase people um, you can kind of like are they all in at this point just a couple more specific examples I didn't mention before why are they backing at this time why are they buying these items um, and things like that. Also, we probably want to talk about kind of, this has all been about laners. Um, so, about as, a jungler. as I said, there are like important things to talk about are like trading, uh, movement in relation to the ability player. These aren't things that are really that relevant to like junglers. As a jungler, you might be going, well, I'm learning Nocturne. Like, what am I, what am I, what am I taking away? I can't watch the first six minutes of me laning. But no, there are, there are things that you can look at in detail uh, as a jungler. Um, jungle is actually, in fact, one of the, areas of the map where it's going to be most similar for the first, let's say, three, four minutes, because your clear is going to be the same 90% of games, because, I mean, obviously, depending on, like, invading, possibly, or wanting to match an opposing jungler at their buff, or an encounter gank, top-tier junglers will, will, will vary. But generally, there'll be, let's say, one, two, maybe three different clears they use. So if you watch just, let's say, the first three minutes of, like, five, six games, you'll have a damn path. And that's the first thing you should ever do as a jungler is know exactly what your clear is going to be. Because otherwise you're completely handicapping yourself. Like if you want to learn the limits of a champion, why would you want to be at five, 10 minutes with a massive gold deficit because you didn't know to start Raptors instead of red buff. You didn't know to start whatever blue instead of red and you went completely immune to back and then you were struggling to buy an item and then you were just basically You didn't know as an outguy that you're not supposed, you're yeah. supposed to start with your saplings and throw those in a little, exactly. little boop, boop, boop. It's little just, tricks like that that you're not going to know without looking <coughs> at the Yeah, it's, it's a massive uphill battle and there's no reason to put yourself at that uh, disadvantage. Um, so with jungle specifically, I would advise, look at the first three, four, five minutes of what they do in the jungle. Um, 
and just do that for a lot of different games. Like, you don't necessarily need to kind of... The laning thing doesn't extend for jungle as long. I mean, obviously, you are going to be jungling, but it's like, as we said... Well, we didn't say it, but we said before the podcast started recording. It's like chaos theory. It becomes more and more difficult to predict what someone's going to do the longer the game progresses in jungle specifically because there's so much variance in relation to how people jungle. Um, and just the variance increases, increases, increases to the extent that it's just unpredictable and you can't match your play to their play because you don't know what they're going to do. So what in jungle I would recommend you do is you look at, let's say, the first five minutes of a jungler. You just look at the first five minutes of whatever, five, six, seven, ten games. You'll have that down absolutely pat. You won't need to consider, you won't need to think. So many people play champions and they're still like at the back of their head, is this even the best clear? Like, I, I do that. Like, I'm like, Kane, I've been playing quite a bit of Kane. I'm still like, should I be going Raptors, Red Buff, Blue Buff, Gromp, Wolves, or the opposite way? But I'm just like, oh, I'll just kind of play that anyway. And like, like, there's no reason not to just make sure, confirm, look at a good Kane player. Do they just do two, two, two buffs? Do they just do two buffs and then one camp and back? Or do they, because always, there's always an optimal way to do it and people are always doing it better than you. Um, so learn that. And then what I would recommend is, with jungle specifically, it's important to just have those games absorbed be watching whatever twitch uh of, of the champion be watching general replays <coughs> excuse me of the champion um because because jungle is so much about like pathing decision making play patterns like obviously you can look and you could slow down ganks for instance Lee Sin, look at like a lot of pre-six ganks here they gank generally these things will lead with w e slow them wait till maybe they waste their flash and then use their q because it's obviously a good gap phase um, and new Lee Sin players don't do that. A lot of these players just don't do that full stop at lower relay because they just aren't aware because they just haven't looked at Opto GGs. So they try to throw their Q out to start yeah. the gank off. Um, similarly, post six, how are they looking to gank? There's some really nice ways you can gank lanes like Lee Sin over um, the Raptors bush, over uh, around the corner uh, towards lower river, towards dragon and stuff. Um, there's lots of different ways you can do it. And, and looking at ganks is a really important thing to do, looking at how they position, how they stuff. But otherwise... Just looking at like play, there's not too much you can look at specifically. Obviously, you can learn mechanics by, by zooming up. It's a bit like maybe in a team fight, you're like, I don't know what to do in, in team fights. I'm going to zoom up in a lot of team fights um, and focus. But otherwise, I'd really encourage just to watch a high density of, of games um, and just kind of get those play patterns, get those understandings, because it will just become natural. You will be kind of like, oh, like you'll find yourself, like if you watch a lot of, str- of one streamer, let's say playing one champion. You'll kind of get used to what they're doing, and you'll and you'll know when they're going to go in, just as they know they're going to go in. And, and you'll find yourself understanding their play more than you could if you if you just kind of like just dropped in, even if you were good at the champion, because you you will understand what they're doing, and and you'll notice when they do things differently, and when they do things that are different, that are that are, that are crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and so just watching specifically with jungle, I think it's really important because it is so decision making based, and it is so different every game is going to be different in terms of like in the jungle as well i think it's useful <coughs> to kind of watch a game and like pause at different points and kind of say what would i do here would i because yeah. it's easy to watch and you're playing and then you went top you're like yeah i would have gone top too <laughs> yeah i think that makes sense to go for this i would have kept doing two if you just pause and where would i go next you just finished the camp it's like you can see those kind of two options right which one would i go for they go for that then you do the same thing you ask yourself why why would they do that why do they do that well because the jungle is as you said all about these different variables that'll act in different games you're not learning specific things like oh i shouldn't be taking this camp when this happens you're more learning like why did they do that i did that because that and that might not be that novel that might be something that happens a lot that could be or it could be completely novel and you're just building whatever's happening by doing that yeah um i had another thing i want to say but i should forget yeah yeah well i mean this is also stuff like items like we're not going to go through all the different specifics of things you can copy and uh (coughs) look to take from from these games certainly item builds i think you can use like pro builds uh which is a good good website um has kind of been dying. Opto.gg is still really useful. Champion.gg in terms of item builds is also good. Um, so obviously just taking all these things so you don't have to worry about them Champion.gg item builds are shocking. Yeah, maybe not. Um, like but but, but Opto.gg is just like taking all the item builds, taking the summoners, taking the keystones, all those things are oh, really yeah. useful because you don't need to think about them though when you go in game. So you can work on improving other aspects of your yeah, game. Yeah, like if you find on probuilds.net that Arrow is building this on Jin, you're like, okay, Arrow probably knows better than I do. I'm just going to build one. I mean, at that point, you don't have to think about why. Why do you take AD runes? Just, just take his runes. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing is like team fights. We've talked purely about laning phase here. Um, yeah. Like often, let's say, often some champions can be really tough to play in team fights. And there's a huge amount you can learn. And I've kind of sad we left this till so, so near the end. Because I think this actually is a really important thing. Something like Cassiopeia. So you want to learn how to play. Oh, no, sorry. We'll stick with Orianna. So you want to learn how to play Orianna in team fights. Like, 
it's kind of it might seem obvious how to play around time you stay back and you try to get a shockwave as many people as possible but there is so much to it and just like you do your landing phase you can go into hyper hyper slow motion even more in team fight because it's so chaotic so much and look where they're looking look what they're doing um look who they're are they kiting away are they going to kite are they trying to protect their ad carry or they're trying to go in or they're trying to do this and this thing there's so much you can learn you get it's like a million moba guide things like <laughs> moba fire guides um if that still exists it's just learning you can learn so much from like slow slow mowing that team fight just like you would in the lightning phase yeah and i'm sorry i left this till so late because i genuinely think this is really useful because team fighting seems a bit more self-explanatory than lightning phase but i think that's a bit i don't think it is i don't think it is as self-explanatory <laughs> no, team sure. fighting always seems easier than it actually is and particularly on some champions can be <coughs> notably tricky in team fights. Um, Orianna isn't the hardest, but some could be stuff like Zed or something. Like, oh, yeah. as well as like split push timing. So it isn't just about laning phase. The reason why I think we encourage you to focus more on that originally is not only that laning phase is so kind of unique and tricky and there's so much to it, but also that it's kind of short. And so you can look at several in a row. You don't have to focus on an entire game and like get that all absorbed. You can focus on like five laning phases, improve your laning phase, get that good, get your early game down. Yeah, Once I that's mean, done, lose your piano analogy. And once that's done, you can then go and you're like, okay, I think I'm pretty happy with my laning fights for the moment. I'm going to work out my team fights this game. Yeah. And bring again, them up and try to apply that. Yeah, and we're not saying, like, like we're not saying we've gone into every, obviously, like, sieging might be something that you, you find yourself weak at or, or, or wave clearing or defending under tower and stuff. And these are all specific examples or, or let's say, contesting dragon. Like, how are they kind of working around vision or, or ganking another lane as a mid laner? Like, how, how do they pull off that realm? Like, these are all things that are very specific and you can focus in on. Um, we're not saying landing phase is the only one. We're just giving using it as kind of an example. As I just said, uh, team fighting is another really big one. Um, there are many other important uh, things that you can really focus on. And generally, you will understand where you're weakest and where you're strongest. And I would encourage you to focus on basically all aspects of your gameplay over, over the long term. Um, because even if you feel like, oh, my, my landing phase is competent, I don't really need to watch GGs. Competent is clearly not super good. If you'd be challenger, if, 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 if you were super good. Um, so, like, basically, obviously, as you play, you you'll find specific aspects that you need more help on. So maybe maybe you you've looked at you've looked at laning phases, you've looked at ganking, you've looked at uh, wave clearing, you've looked at sieging under tower. You're really good, but then your team finding is just really weak, and so you kind of dread team fights. You don't want a team fight. You're like, oh guys, it's just not team fight. <laughs> um, obviously, then the the solution is to look at team fights specifically. Look at team fights. Okay, you're playing them. Team fights is really one where again they're very different, so you're gonna have to look at quite a few different ones if you want to get team fights, or you can just look for team fights that are similar to the ones that you feel like you're falling down in. Um, take the the tenants that they're using in their team fights. Let's say are they always playing back? Are they always playing aggressive? Are they let's say as Oriana, are you balling the most aggressive player? Um, in which case you need to understand, you need to identify who the most aggressive player is, who's the one who's going to be diving in on their team in the team fights, and then do they use W before shockwave? I mean, a lot of people used to always go Q W shockwave. Now people seem to always go. Q shockwave W because shockwave obviously has a longer animation and once you get off shockwave W's an instant guarantee because they're CC'd. Um, so I mean these are things that you can really focus in on. Um, and I mean we've only really talked about replays in this. Uh, obviously how you apply them to your own play is really important. Obviously as Andrew said they're not like not trying to apply everything all at once is really important. Um, but similarly like We've talked before about autopilot and just going on autopilot and how it's just terrible. One of our episodes is called The Death of the Autopilot. Um, Which means just we're going to kill you if you go yeah. on autopilot. We'll, we'll come into your house and kill you if you play a game on autopilot. Yes. That's um, how much we hate it. Yes, because we hate it. Uh, no, so just as we said, like, don't just kind of autopilot watch up to GGs. I mean, you can sometimes, but don't just kind of like zone out and just go, oh, they're winning, they're winning kills. Don't just focus on the kills. Don't focus on stupid stuff like that. Um, don't do that in your games. So let's say you've watched up to GGs, you've taken cool stuff. Don't just go into the game and just go, okay, I'm going to start ordering the wave. Like, we've talked about this before in our episode on having a game plan. Like, don't walk into lane and just start ordering the wave with no reason. Have, are, do they auto the wave in the after GG? Do they, do they start pushing immediately? Are they looking for an early level two? If not, if they're not ordering the wave, they're only last hitting, then don't auto the wave. It's just, just immediately you're making mistakes. Don't go on autopilot after you've given yourself these tools to improve. Yeah, And, yeah, and you're going one thing at a time and you're learning. Now, people will be wondering why I haven't <coughs> mentioned kind of looking at your own replays. Um, I think that looking at your own replays is maybe once you've gotten pretty comfortable on the champion. If you, if you look at your own replays, let's, let's say you've played, yeah, mistakes. Yeah, exactly. let's say you've played one game as Rian, you're looking at your like, laning phase in depth, you're not going to learn much because it's probably a dumpster fire. Yeah. But let's say you've, you've gotten a decent level, you want to find out, well, what am I particularly weak at at the moment? You can, yeah. and, you, and, and it's not immediately coming to you as well. You're like, I don't exactly, know what yeah. I need to improve on, 
please fix it for me, Reddit. Let me post it on somebody's school say, guys, I'm just stuck in goal. What do I do? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like do you honest. want me to look at your replay for you? Mm-hmm. Like, you can do exactly the same thing. Like, maybe your game knowledge just isn't good enough to understand. But often, it will be good enough that you'll be able to identify, especially if you're looking at pro replays alongside your own replays. It'll be very easy to identify, oh, I'm just not playing aggressive enough early. I'm just playing too aggressive yeah. early. Oh, I'm diving. Why am I diving towers? One thing that's particularly handy watching your plays is an app called plays.tv that I use and it just, it pops up as you finish your game and it shows you, <coughs> you don't have to go online, like download and then open the replay and have a really big, it's just there and it shows you all your deaths. You can click on all your deaths and just see how you died. That's a real quick, it's, it's not going to find all the issues. It will find how you died and you can go to like team fights. Oh, what happened to that team fight? That was weird. You can just click on that and then you can do that. And that's a pretty handy little app that I use because I think the biggest obstacle to these things looking at other is that it is a bit clunky mm. um kind of going on after doing these things it is clunky it is a little bit difficult definitely like your own replays easier. has been helped by the leak plan and there are yeah. some handy things and in obviously the, the client has it now i actually still prefer using plays tv yeah. but the client obviously you can get your own replays via that i still think that's a bit more awkward but whatever floats your boat so is that us for yeah that? i think that sums up the podcast again we're not doing a comprehensive summary of how to get good at every champion we're just providing some we think useful tools that you can uh you can use when you're trying to um, improve on any champion, and especially a new champion as well. When you're kind of you're stuck, you don't know what to even start with, um, and you're like, do I do what do I do? Just jump into the game? I don't know what to build. Like, I'm gonna go. No, but you're going main, to build Oriana mains yeah. and ask yeah. someone, what do I need to know? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, look at your build. I mean, before you even start a champion, look at your build, look at your runes, look at your summoners. Uh, then you can go into game. You can try your abilities and stuff, and then you can start doing all the super yeah. stuff. So, okay, so you can. Check us out. We're on SoundCloud. There's links to our Twitter, to our Gmail, to our iTunes. If you leave us a positive five-star review on iTunes, that's the best way we can get the pot out. We'd really appreciate it. And as such, we will shout you out on the next episode. Um, another really handy way is by telling your friends. And we'd really appreciate it if any of you did that. So thanks for yeah. listening. And we'll uh, see you. So uh, mm, actually, yes. the two of us are actually going interrailing. Um, oh, maybe we'll do an episode interrailing uh, oh, in Berlin and Prague. Berlin keg podcast. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we're going on the 31st, so we might possibly be on an episode recorded before we leave. Uh, yeah, we'll do hopefully. our best. If not, um, you won't hear from us for wow. about three weeks. Yes, so sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully you can get another one out. Hopefully you can get another one um, But anyway, we'll, we'll see when you see. Hopefully we can uh, post updates to our Twitter. Um, again, follow us on Twitter if you want to get updates. Uh, but yeah, until then, goodbye. Bye.